Welcome to All Some Pimentos Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm talking with Scott Harbidson. Are you there? <laughs> hey, Sean, what's up? Oh, that's great. That's amazing. Um, so you are the drummer and other brainchild of Five Knuckle Chuckle? Correct. That's right. All right. So when did you guys start doing this? Oh, man. So... I mean, Five Knuckle came after a little bit of a stint with music. I, I started playing drums like probably like the early 90s, I guess. I, I started a band called Cardinal Knowledge with um, actually the, the bassist that's in Five Knuckle right now. Um, his name is Kevin James, and we, we did that. We were like a cover band. We were like kind of easy songs. We would do like Bad Religion covers, Attitude Adjustment covers. And, that's kind of like where we started out. Kev, I bought a, I bought a kit and Kev had a bass and we were just like, okay, let's play some tunes. So we did that for a couple of years and then we played, we, we ended up meeting up with a guy named Sean Berger. And, uh, we did this talent show at the high school called, we, we were called Spastic in the Dry Homes. Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty epic. We, we did, uh, we did two covers at the high school. We did Miss Fortune by SNFU and then we did uh, Breed by Nirvana and, it was great. There was like this huge pit broke out in the in the high school cafeteria, and there was like <laughs> space, stage diving and all kinds of. That was the end of like bands, I think, after that show, just because everything kind of kicked off and it got a bit rowdy. So we did that, and that's kind of where we met Sean. And then meeting Sean and, and knowing Kev, we started a band called Bender. Yeah. And we, we we did Bender for a little bit, and then. I ended up getting the hoofed from that band. <laughs> I got kicked. I, I got kicked out of that, and uh, so then Kev and they they ended up getting this guy named Andrew, and he played drums with them for for years after that until they were finished. But because that happened, that opened up an opportunity to play with uh, with No Offense. Uh, um, I know you talked to Corey, and he mentioned that. Yeah. That was kind of where Five Knuckle came from. So we started out, and it was a band thing, and those guys were together. It was uh, Gore Clark, uh, Mark Beasley, Corey. Oh, yeah, Allen. Beasley was in that too, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he was in No Offense as well, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so we we did that, and then we, we started playing as No Offense for years. And uh, I think just the name No Offense and, and No Effects, and we were kind of the same style It. It, we, we wanted to change and get away from that name so um, one night we were at a bar and Sean Berger was there and he suggested the name Five Knuckle Chuckle and uh, yeah we went with that name we really liked it and we ended up getting signed to Raw Energy and uh, we went down and I recall having a pretty funny meeting I think I think we may have signed a contract or in a strip joint down in Brampton oh at the uh, Sword and Shield Yes, that's exactly where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where that that's where they wanted to meet us to shoot the shit and talk the deal. So that was kind of fitting. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then uh, so we did. Yeah, we did that, and then uh, we did a couple tours, and we ended up getting a shot to play with Pennywise, their first show in Toronto, which was pretty epic. And uh, then we got the show with the Offspring when they toured uh, that huge record. I can't. I think it's called Smash. Yeah. Think, yeah, we, so we did that. You know, you know, you know something, something really funny about that album, and no one knows this at all about that album, Smash. That I don't know if it is right now, but for the longest time, it was the number one independent album 
of all time for selling records. It was say that again. You cut there. Yeah, it was the number one independent album of all time. Oh wow! For oh, twenty years. That's insane. Yeah. I actually just played that song for my daughter recently. Yeah, she liked it. It's, <laughs> it's fucking good, good man. Keaton Separator, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. it's a great album through and through. I would take that over Green Day any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Green Day too, but yeah, um, Offspring, especially that record. They they kind of went downhill after that, but yeah. Um, but their first record too is actually really good. The one that's on, uh, I think it was Nemesis Records. No, it was Nitro. Uh, Oh, was it Nitro the first one? Yeah, it was Nitro. Yeah, because yeah, they they own the record label, right? They owned uh, Nitro. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, the right. the Vandals were on there. Yes. Who the fuck else? AFI was on there. Like all the early AFI was on Nitro. Yeah, yeah, um, it was actually yeah. They were pumping some good stuff out back then. It was fucking great. So I yeah. first I first met you. Uh, it's Zares Orangeville. True what? I met you at Zare's grocery store. Really? Yeah. Did you work there? Yeah, I did. No, you were pushing carts. There we go. Uh, you were pushing carts. I was in the meat department. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how the hell am I talking about? Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that's uh, right. That's where I first met you. And then, so then I'm like, oh, this, this guy plays drums in Five Knuckle. And so I started picking your ba- brains about punk bands and whatnot. So... And then, so what happened? So what happened after um, when you guys signed the uh, the deal at the uh, Rippers? So yeah, well, so it was Ronergy Records, and Trigger Happy was on that label, and we we, we kind of got along really well with Trigger Happy. Al Nolan kind of took us under his wing, and uh, which was amazing. Like he helped us out. He 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 liked our band, and and you know got us shows and stuff. And I, I, he kind of put a good word in with Ronergy and Graham and Chris and. Uh, they they heard our stuff and they liked it so yeah we signed with them and then yeah the rest is history kind of we just we went on tours and um, we we yeah we just played a bunch of shows did went out to BC and down to California and so you guys so the first album was Charlie Horse right uh, so yeah for no for yeah for Five Minute Jungle yeah we we recorded that uh, with Simon Head out in Ajax. Right. At, uh, yeah, it was cool. They had that the, the board that they had that he used was the board that they recorded Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon on, which was we were pretty chuffed about that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We loved it, and we got to stay at the house. It was like a it was a house that um, they had built into a studio. It was it was really nice. Yeah, and then after that, you guys released All Hammed Up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we a- did that with Pete Hudson. Yeah, and that's a that's a killer killer record too. That's I think it's I don't know, it's, I think it's my favorite. The new one that you guys releases is really good too. Um, it's just called Five Knuckle Chuckle, isn't it? Yeah, it's well, we called it Still Standing. Yeah, it's there kind you go. Of like uh, we, years and years ago, we we released a song that's on it called Still Standing. We never actually we just did a demo of it. Um, we had a lot of stuff that we demoed and then we just never got around to actually fully recording it. So. Some of that stuff we what we tried to put on still standing and and then we did the six song that we just recently did with uh, Greg out of um, BCW Studios there, so yeah. he's in Kingston. So yeah, it turned out good. How was the recording over there? Oh, it was great. I mean, we did it right before COVID hit, so 
Um, we were able to get kind of all the music down, but uh, COVID hit and we weren't able to get the vocals in. So we basically waited like two years to do vocals and then um, we just released it uh, not that long ago, about a couple months ago. I think ago, it was so like two like, months ago maybe you guys released it? Yeah, it hasn't been long. It no. hasn't been long. So um, we're just happy that we finally were able to get it out. I mean, Wes, the guitarist, he never even got a chance to hear it for like a couple of years. Oh, <laughs> it really? Crazy. Yeah. So you had to learn everything on the fly, like when because you, you guys play two shows. You guys played the show in Orangeville. That was your growing way show in Orangeville, and then you guys yeah. played up in Oshawa too, didn't you? Yeah, we played. So our very last show was in Oshawa. That was at Crustfest. Uh, the Orangeville show was cool. It was it was more like a high school reunion. To be honest. Oh, that's it exactly what it is. Like if if you put if you put hardcore sounds, and we'll get into that. The sign hardcore sounds above that fucking building that's exactly yeah. what it was it was weird it was weird like i walked in and saw people that i hadn't seen in you know over 20 years it was bizarre and i saw people like really good friends that i don't get to see very often um were there as well so yeah, yeah it was a fun night yeah man it was hilarious no because you're all the way out in gatineau quebec right now are you yeah, we just moved here in July. We bought a house in Gatineau just because of work. We, my wife and I both work in Ottawa, so uh, yeah, we moved out here. It's, it's cool. It's nice. Lots of good food in and stuff. So yeah, a lot of angry people yeah. too. <laughs> There's some angry people, yeah, for sure. A lot of road rage, but yeah, oh, yeah. it's what it is. Deal with it. Yeah, there's a, good, there's, a good, there's a good little punk scene here too, actually. Yeah, no, I, there's a band. I'm uh, uh there's a uh, band in Montreal. I think they're based out of Montreal. I did a podcast with them. They're called Family Man. Right. Um, and they also have a side project called uh, Pomegranate. You gotta check that out. They're, nice. I think they're. Yeah, I will. Yeah, no, they're they're totally cool cats. Um, yeah, so Family Man and Pomegranate. Pomegranate only has like one single out. It's almost like a uh, skate punk, if you will. That's how they. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. So. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of skate punk bands from from Quebec. Quebec even back in the day, like in nine, you know, ninety five, ninety six, when we were playing, we had a pretty big fan base in Quebec for some reason. For well, some reason, Quebecers like skate punk. Well, that's like the thing too right now. Like even out west, like if you go west at like Alberta and like. Manitoba and whatnot too, like that uh, record label Thousand Island Records, like the stuff, yeah. dude, the stuff they're putting on that label right now is fucking nuts. Like, yeah, I, I think the thing I like about, too, I'm pretty sure that that's the label where they they'll, re, they'll they'll release a deck as well, like a skate deck. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, which is a cool idea. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so I think um, Belvedere's on that one now too, and there's a band called Debt Cemetery. I don't know if you know them or not. Yeah, I know them. I thought they were on uh, uh, Al's, Al's label. No, they are, yeah, sorry. But I guess they get distributed by uh, Thousand Island Records. Oh, okay, right, right. Um, And then uh, there's a lot of... Uh, but Al's label's blowing up right now, too. Like, yeah, choices made on there. I don't think they're on there anymore. But Dead Cemetery, Davey's coming on the podcast. Actually, he's spending the night here uh, nice. in, in December he's going to do the podcast we're going to go to the Lord Brewing Company get all messed up and then come back here and do a podcast be good sweet yeah man so then in between Five Knuckle and everything else you guys did an amazing record store that did a lot of good for and in my opinion a lot of people drove all around from Southern Ontario and it was called Hardcore Sounds yeah yeah that's right and yeah. you guys were at that for how long again uh, we owned the shop for six years. Yeah, and that was a it huge. Was almost, 
it was almost six years to the day. Like we opened it on August 1st and we closed it on July 31st. Yeah, and that's the thing too is like, I would be talking to people in Caledon, Brampton, Toronto. They're like, oh, you live up in Orange? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, have you been to that record store? I'm like, Hardcore Sounds? Or like, I'm like, yeah, I have. I go there every Thursday and spend $60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really a good customer for sure. But um, that was that record store did so much for in my opinion independent music regardless of the genre if you will um yeah yeah for orangeville caledon like branton lake there is a lot of bands got together and started playing together because they used to come into the shop right yeah man that's i i mean i i hope so that that's amazing and i i loved owning it and you know Corey and i had some great times in there Oh yeah, it was. I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't know. It's probably one of the highlights of myself living in that area because even the shows you guys would have there too. Like you guys would have small indie shows. Yeah, Corey used to hold like some some acoustic nights and. Um, yeah, yeah, it was fun. We had a couple of keg parties in there. And, oh yeah, I remember um, those. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Beasley, Beasley, and I uh, rolling down the stairs. Whose apartment was it? I think it was Paul's. <laughs> We were upstairs, like above Hardcore Mounds? Yeah, it was either that or I think it was me and Beasley rolling down the stairs from Main Street Station. Cause <laughs> yeah, we, I can see that. Yeah, because we left. We left one of the keg parties at the record store. Right. And we went over there. Yeah. We just got all fuckered. And then, yeah, I heard this in Main Street. I heard it's back in town, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a restaurant right now. Okay. I, I don't think cool. it's a, I don't think it's a bar. I think they're just playing off the name. Right. Um, I think it was the, it's the past owners. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's it's the same people that own Main Street Station. Oh, so do they have the pit still or no? No, I don't. I don't think so. It's a different location. So. Oh yeah. I, I just. I but I agree. I think they're using the name, which is cool. It mm. was theirs. So. So five knuckle chuckle is over. So five, yeah. So our last show was the show in Oshawa. There, so we, yeah, we're 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 not doing anything. So I'm I'm looking to start uh, just another band with Kev James, potentially Wes. We're gonna do, um, we're gonna change it up, do some like kind of like Gorilla Biscuit style, kind of mixed with like Kid Dynamite. That's our thinking. But um, I'm closer now to Kev, which is fantastic, because Kev lives in Bankley Kill, which is only an hour from me. Oh, that's perfect. So, but Wes, unfortunately, Wes lives like <laughs> even farther. It's like he's like ten hours away. So, where's Wes live? West, so Wes is in Sarnia. Holy fuck! So he lives, yeah. yeah, he lives really far. So, like, just jamming. It's not really realistic, but but um, even so, too, like even with technology and even like with like the pandemic and how that all happened. Like, I was talking to Theo Cabal today, and yeah. he re- he record he recorded an album during the pandemic over, you right. know over the computer over the internet right and everyone just sends her parts in and whatever right yeah no that's definitely a, a, like that's a, that's an idea for sure and Wes has pushed that idea as well I just like the idea there's nothing like being just jamming and getting together and practicing so so we'll see we'll see where, where that goes maybe, maybe get uh, maybe get Wes uh, to move in with you yeah well he right. did that back in the day in the 90s yeah. when he joined the band and John left uh Wes actually moved from Sarnia to Orangeville and and uh, worked at got a job at Manac and basically lived in his van just to practice and 
made them huge sacrifice. That's yeah. fucking amazing. And so then you guys also had uh, you guys also had another band called Yours Truly, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we we, we were doing Knuckle. We ended up uh, not doing that anymore. We were like, let's take a break and start something new. This is when we had Shop Hardcore Sounds, and then. So we recorded an EP up for that, and then, but basically we didn't really release that, just two songs went on to comps. I released a Hardcore Sounds comp when I had the shop. It had, uh, I can't even remember now, probably like 30 songs on it. Yeah, it was like 20, um, 25, 30 songs. You had Cigar on there. Yeah, um, we, got, we ended up getting like Rise Against and Propaganda yeah. and Cigar and... Uh, Strike Anywhere, Anti-Flag. Yeah, there was a lot of good bands on it. So we, we ended up recording uh, one song called My Thoughts with Yours Truly, and we put it on that. And then we put another song on another comp. I think it was called, like, fucking A2. Yeah, it was a, it was a comp out of... It was Triple Threat Records out of Alberta. So we, we, we put one on there. But that's all. That's the only two songs we really released. Oh, so, uh, so the EP still recorded, though, yeah? It's, yeah, it is. And, but, but those two songs are actually, we put those two songs also on um, the new record, Still Standing. Yeah. So those are on there. Yeah. So would you, would you, so the EP is just the two songs you're saying, yeah? The EP, so the, what, what we recorded with Greg, I think it was like six songs, but we only ended up putting out the two. So oh, okay. There's still, another, there's still another four songs kicking around. Do you think those all, those will come through? Maybe like we 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 have to dig them up. I'm sure I have them somewhere. I just have to uh, do some digging. But I found some pretty good shit over the years, especially this move that I just did. I I, I tucked into some boxes that I hadn't looked into for like 20 years. Yeah. So I was stumbling on some like Corey calls me a pack rat because I I, <laughs> would, I would just when I was young I used to do shit like I would go to like a concert and when I got home I would just put the ticket away like I would just I would just stash it it's no big deal I would just yeah. so like some of some of my my tickets like they go back to 88 87 like I've got ticket stubs for like I saw Pogues and Violent Femmes I think that I still had the ticket stub that was like 19 I think it was 89 88 yeah um, but I've got like just a ton of so that was just one example of shit I used to throw away like even or put aside and I have a lot of five knuckle stuff too. I used to like if we got a sticker made, I throw it aside. You know, if we got uh, a shirt made, I throw it aside. Yeah. And then so it comes in handy now today. It's that that's what gave us the opportunity to give those two shirts away at the Orangeville show because yeah. I had stashed those yeah. for what thirty years. Okay, so check. Here's a funny story for you. So Jen won the uh, blue shirt. Yes. <clears throat> and so she's like. Uh, she puts it on and yeah. tears a huge hole in the side of it. And then she looks at me and she's like, how old do you think this shirt is? I'm like, I can guarantee you it's probably at least 20 plus years old. Oh, 100%. It's from like, the first time we sold those shirts, I think we played with Good Riddance and Ensign at the Alamo. Fuck, I haven't heard that band in a while, Ensign. Fuck. Because they were on Victory too, weren't they? No, they were on Nitro. Yeah. Uh, no, Ensign was on... Nitro. I think... Was it Nitro? I thought it was either... It was Revelation Records or... Or... Victory. No, yeah, maybe Nitro. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm, yeah. awesome, though. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, they're a great band, too. It's too bad they're not still kicking. Um, and you guys play with Good Red, and so you guys play with a bunch of bands, too. 
Yeah, we, we ended up playing with uh, like some of the notable ones are like 88 and uh, High Standard and uh, 10 Foot Pole we played with. We played the Pennywise, like I said, Offspring. Uh, that's a good band. Yeah, it was, especially it was like the heyday for that style of music in the 90s, 95. Yeah, 94, 95, because like, wasn't it one year? It was Green Day Dookie, Offspring Smash. Uh, I want to say Rancid, Let's Go, and yeah, an, and another record that came out too. There was like yeah. four big records that came out. Yeah, like I'll never forget seeing the, the ad for Taft Records and the lineup on it was like, it was insane. It was like the first Pennywise record, uh, one of the bad, first Bad Religion records. It might have been No Control. Uh, it was all like just the cream of in terms of what Epitaph released at the time. The Korean I, I think I saw it. In, I think I saw the ad in like a Thrasher magazine or something. And because uh, that's how we found out about music back in the day. Like we used to go down to a record shop called The Record Peddler in Toronto. It was on, yep. at that time it was on Young Street. And yep. we would just go in and like, because we didn't have internet, we used to just like, you know, I mean, I remember finding Snuff. Yep. Paul Livingston and I walked in to The Peddler and the, the guy at, ran the shop was listening to the first half record and we were like what is this this is amazing yeah and paul ended up buying that record and that's so that's how we found out about bands back in the day and it was like so whenever you saw like an ad like in thrasher and it was epitaph and you're like oh this is this is cool like i, I love bad religion i'm gonna check these bands out and then we bought the first pennywise record and we were like oh that's insane and then you'd read, we used to read the, I don't know if you, you might have did the same thing yeah i was gonna that's what i was gonna mention is like you used to sit there and open the cd and read the thank yous 100%. in the back exactly of the disc. And so I yeah. used to go to, uh, I want to say Sam the Record Man, and then Rotate This. I went to Rotate This a lot before Hardcore. Um, yeah. okay. So I used to sit there go to Rotate This. I used to pick up a record or pick up a CD and crack, oh, fuck, I don't know. Let's use, no use for a name as an example. Crack that right. open. I still have like 25, 30 bucks in my back pocket. Look at the liner notes of who they thanked and be like, okay, what, Lagwagon? Okay, I need, I'm gonna buy this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly the same way we did it. Like, yeah, we found some epic bands that way. Yeah, it's and it's not like that anymore too. It's kind of, it's it's sad how it's not like that anymore. Where It is, it is, even record stores. Like, I still love going into them, but they're disappearing. Well, that's the thing too, is like, even so, like I've had this conversation with, I don't know, two, three, maybe four other people on the podcast. It's like streaming's okay for some things, but I think it's sort of killed the industry a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know it has for sure. Like, I mean, I still buy vinyl right now, but it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. There's like a, a certain type of person that will still go into a record store and like really still love it. And like they really enjoy going through records like i actively search out record stores still to this day if i go somewhere new i'm like what, what's the record store yeah i'm like, the same way too check it out. jennifer's the same way too she's more at it than i am like her record collections like i like i guess i've had three record collections because of moving right. you always lose them right you know what i mean like yeah. um my last move i lost the uh box set of no effects which i'm kind of really oh, bummed out about yeah that sucks yeah it does really suck because when they when they did the box set they left room in for more records right right so like it would 
Anyways, um, well, yeah, it, it fucking bombs. It was on blue vinyl too. I still love Rotate. Like, well, a cool story about Rotate is we actually got to play in the back room of Rotate one time. It was amazing. But the dilemma for us was right down the street at the Elmo, Blink was playing. They were just playing in the upstairs before Travis was in the band. So we played our set and we, all of us raced down there and went upstairs and watched Blink with like, I swear there was 10 people in the room. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was insane. Like, what, was I Cheshire Cat? What's that? What album was that one? Yeah, Chessar. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were just they were just Blink then. Yeah, which uh, yeah. I like all the older Blink too. Don't get me wrong, like uh, the new album I can't really get into. It's all right. It's no, fine. It. Yeah, I'm not. I'm the same. I don't really dig it either. Well, I like maybe no, two I, tracks. I, I do. Like, I do like it. I do like it. Do you? I like two yeah. or three tracks on it. Like, I forget the name of the song, but it's the one. I think it's the second single where you hear Travis on the drums. Right. more prominent but also too like he produced that record too eh? Travis did. yeah Travis did yeah nice. it's, it's like yeah, a, he's a talented drummer yeah it's it's a Blink-182 it's uh sorry a Travis Blink-182 album which I think it's good I don't know I gotta listen yeah, for the uh, new Green Day f- before I take my opinion on it but I don't know I, I mean I, I even like Blink with Matt from Alcohol Trio like I, I still like those songs oh so do I man I think California is a great album they have, they just, they have a knack for writing really catchy songs. Well, that's what I mean. Is like even like, you got Boxcar Racer too. Then you have like Plus Forty Four was probably my favorite solo project out of that whole band. Yeah. Um. I never got into Air, Angels and Airways. I, I never really liked it, even though I love his voice. I just I never really got into that band so much. I do know people that like absolutely love them. Oh, so do I. I can name one person right now. Um, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I think we're talking with the same person. Um, yeah, starts with a G. Um, yeah, that's right. That's, there you go. That's exactly right. Um, I, I think when he, it's almost like when he sat there and did Angel, Angels and Airwaves, he was taking himself, and I'm not saying he's a, not a serious artist or a serious musician, but I think he was taking himself, thinking he was more than pop punk. You know what I mean? He. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah, that's, yeah, maybe. Like I said, I, I never I, like I listened to a couple songs. And it was like, and I just never really pursued listening to them any more than a couple songs. So maybe I'm missing out on something. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm the same way too. Like I, I the first records are right, but I just yeah. um, and even too like we saw Blink Twenty Two. Was it last year? We paid stupid amount of money for the tickets. Don't even ask. Oh, yeah. I can't even I can't even deal with with Ticketmaster now and how it's how insane, man. Out. Like, uh, like I okay, so like I just brought my daughter to her first concert, and it, it was Paramore. It's whatever. It's her favorite band, but I was like, I am not paying like you know four hundred dollars for a, for a seat. So I ended up waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and you know, like just right before the show happened, I ended up getting seats for I think they were like a hundred and hundred and something a piece. 120 bucks a piece or something yeah and uh we ended up just they were like nosebleeds but when we walked in we just walked straight in and down they didn't ask us i was with my, my young daughter we had like just amazing seats but yeah she loved it she loved it but even the ufc like the ufc's coming to toronto i'd love to go to that but the highest nosebleed seat is i think it's like 500 bucks why why would you even bother why wouldn't you just sit there and 
watch it on TV. You know what I mean? Like you'd have probably oh, a better no, that's, time. That's, that's what we're doing. Because yeah. it's weird. Like, I don't, have you ever been to a wrestling event? I love wrestling. I can tell you everything about I, wrestling. So you've been to shows? Yeah, oh yeah. I've been to Raw oh, yeah, like 13 times. Okay, so you know, it's weird whenever you can't hear like the commentators and stuff. Like you're, if you're just in the stands. Yeah, it's 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 totally different. It's like... It's so weird. Because that's the thing too, is like when they're doing Raw... They're recording three different shows at the same show. Right. So they're recording Raw, and then they'll do a SmackDown match. Because what they do is right. they paste and cut when they go to the editing room for, I don't know, I think WWE's got, I don't know, fucking five shows on the TV right now, which is, I don't know, for anyone who watches Monday Night Raw and watches Raw for three hours, is fucking nuts. Because three, cor- three quarters of it's fucking advertising. It's insane. Yeah, um, anyway, so that's what happens is they sit there and you go see Raw and you'll see like an NXT match and then you'll see a SmackDown match and they'll record that and they'll chop it together for the week. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, yeah. They just, they, well, they've been doing it for a couple of years now. But no, I know you, like you want to hear Jim Ross and you want to hear fucking Larry the King Lawler. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, 100% you do. And that's, I mean, even the commentating in USC, like, some, like they drive me nuts sometimes, super biased commentating. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah. Joe, Joe Rogan is is not very good. Like he's pretty bad. And oh, he's mental anyways. Daniel Cormier, as much as I love the guy, like he's hilarious and stuff. Yeah. he's a biased commentator. So sometimes it's it's frustrating to hear them, but it's weird when you can't hear anything when you're just like and you're just watching a fight from those eight seats. When I when I when I sat there, uh, it's the same thing too. Is like when I go to a Jays game, I'll bring my phone or whatever. I always have my phone. But I'll bring earbuds and listen to the commentators yeah, on yeah, what's going that, on, but... right? <laughs> but Baseball um, games, there has to be alcohol involved for sure. Well, that's what I mean. It's fucking, you know, you got nine innings of whatever is <laughs> not going to happen, right? I haven't, been, I haven't been to a baseball game since the late 80s. Really? Like, it's, it's been a long time. So I would go. It just, I just, it just hasn't happened. But I yeah. remember going to the CNE. We, um... Days. We went uh, with Jen's brother Doug. Uh, last the last game of the last game of the Jace uh, season. Nice. It was good. Um, you know Doug Harkness, don't you? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I know Doug and Dwayne very well. Yeah, yeah. I went to their house back in the back in the early years of high school. I remember I remember going into Dwayne's room and he had like this Fitz poster. Dwayne was you know just like the local skinhead. Oh really? I remember I remember Jen being there, uh, yeah. and I and I know Doug. I've known Doug for years. Yeah, no, it's um, it's crazy how the small world works. Cause uh, <laughs> it when it, when awesome. I first when I first started dating Jen, Dwayne's like Millsy. So yeah, I know he's a really <laughs> nice guy. Really, eh? yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, but even like getting back to bands too. Like we just got tickets for Green Day, The Smashing Pumpkins, and Rancid. Nice. Which is cool. Especially we're in the no. There. We're on the nosebleeds, but yeah. Yeah. it's a hundred and where uh, Toronto. Where? Like, what's the venue? Oh, Rogers Center. Yeah, you can just do what we just do what we did. You just walk in and just walk straight past security and walk down to the, the seat you want. All I did. All you have to do really is just go online and see what seats aren't sold, and you just. Wander down and take a seat. Wander down and plop her down. And that's a kind of a weird. Go. 
I was gonna say we got like thousand dollar seats for like a hundred and twenty bucks. It's fucking wicked. So is that what you guys did after the five knuckle? You took her down to see Paramore? Yeah, yeah. So no, no, Paramore was before that was done, but it was it was in the summer. Oh yeah. Like they played. I I had an opportunity to see see Paramore back. Oh, like years and years and years ago. Yeah, when and I, I, I didn't like them, and I'm kicking myself now because I, I didn't really pay attention when they played. Yeah. Um, but I, I love them now. Like I'm a huge fan of Paramore now. Oh, I so um, I think they're great too. I think uh, she's got a voice like you wouldn't believe. What did uh, what did your daughter think of uh, seeing you slamming on the drum kit? So she actually she's seen me play before, like not actually like at a live event, but she sees me practice and you know I show her stuff on the kit, but. Um, she ended up not staying. She came in and she was a pretty funny. People were talking to her and she was kind of uncomfortable because she's only 12. Yeah. It was like, you know, there's people drinking and there's drunk people. And so, and then she asked me, she's like, do you mind if I go? It smells like, it smells like, I think she said it smells like, did she say cocaine? It smells like cocaine and B.O. And I was like, oh, okay. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I think you mean beer and so anyways, yeah, so she, she never ended up staying. She left. She's like, do you mind? I'm like, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she went, she went back to her best friend's house. She, she never actually seen that show, but um, she's also watched this on YouTube and stuff. There's some videos on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a, well, our one video that we recorded back in the 90s, um, that got played on much music a couple of times. That's on there. And then uh, there's some live shows that we played. I have a ton of stuff on tape as well. Tons of stuff that no one's ever seen. Um, would you ever release all that stuff or no? I, I don't know. I, I would have to take the time to edit it together. Like that whole Pennywise show, we have recorded. I have that here. Fuck. Um, and that whole tour as well. Like Mark Beasley brought a camera on that and he recorded everything on that tour. Like I have all of that footage, but I've just never done anything with it because I don't have the time to... Well, it's hard too, right? Like you know, work gets involved and stuff like that. But oh, hundred percent. I don't. I don't think I necessarily have the skills to do a really good job with it. I mean, maybe one day I'll find somebody that. Hey, Scott. I don't really have the skills to do this, eh? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, but obviously you'd want it to turn out pretty good, but it would be time-consuming because there's so much footage. Yeah. But there's some funny shit on there. Like there's some really, really funny stuff on that tour. No, I there's can. A lot, of, a lot of drunk silliness going on. I can. I can only imagine. So, are you yeah. still? Uh, are you still a vegetarian as well? Uh, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still a vegetarian. I've been vegetarian for. I don't even know. Like since I'm 18 years old. So yeah, 30 years. That's fucking nuts. And is your yeah. whole house vegetarian too, or no? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. That's wicked. Yeah, every, yeah. My, my daughter's never eaten meat in her life. <laughs> That's crazy. Now. And she has no desire to either. Like she's she's pretty. You know, she looks at it like she loves animals, and you know, we've never really gone into like the you know the background of what happens in the meat industry. But she she's a little bit too young to actually see that stuff. But I mean, I've watched movies like Meet Your Meat, and you know, some of the PETA videos. They are pretty hard to watch, man. Well, I know it's almost so, like watching a fucking horror movie, dude. It is. It, like, it really is. Like some of the stuff is like holy shit. I think it's all more or less for the shock value, but whatever. Like I still eat meat once in a while, but I think we, fuck, I think we eat meat maybe twice a week, whatever. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It is what it is. Like yeah. I, I know like the 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 protein I take is vegan anyways. So. Right. Nice. Um, yeah, and I'm all lactated out now too, so I can't drink milk anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I never really drank milk. No, I know you're ve- you're vegan. Yeah. Da, 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 but no, not not vegan. I, I haven't given up cheese. But, oh yeah. Um, milk has just never really been my thing. Well, that's what I mean to you, man. Is like I was talking. I have this conversation with Jen. Like, fuck, when was it? I was. I don't know. I think it's every time we roll through and get a coffee. And so yeah. she'll have cream in her coffee. I'll put two almond milk in mine, which is fucking delicious. Or oat milk. Done. Yeah. But every time you sit there and drink milk, okay, you can taste the fucking fat in it. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I actually, if I, if I have a tea, I put cream in it. And people think that's weird. I never put milk in it. I, I like it better with cream. For really? For some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't even know how that happened. I think one day I mashed up and put cream instead of milk. And I was like, oh, this is actually better. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been yeah. on, I've been on the almond milk for, oh, fucking five, six years now. I don't know. I think dairy's kind of fucked, anyways. So, well, yeah, it's I mean, dairy's kind of the same thing. When you well, it's the same the thing, videos, too, right? Hard to watch. So, what's uh, what what bands are you listening to right now? I used uh, to. I, I, I just bought. Go ahead. I used to sit there and go to you every Thursday. The truck used to come in at eleven. I used to be like, "What's on the truck, Scott? What's the what's the good one?" Yeah, and I the think one... you might have been there a couple of times when I was just cracking brand new bands. Oh no, I yeah, I was walking in. I'm like, "What's that?" He's like, "I'm gonna put a fucking label on it." I'm like, "Can I buy it?" And he's like, "Sure, give me twenty dollars out of your back pocket now." I remember still remembering uh, hearing Samson. I remember throwing that album on and just being like, oh my God, this is crazy good. The first cigar album. Oh, insane. So good. Till this day. Till this fucking day. I I still listen to it. Oh, same. Same. I still listen to all the same same shit. Oh yeah, so do I. Adding new bands. Yeah. What what other band were you going to talk about? Sorry. Oh, it was off. I just bought, I've always liked off. I've seen them before, but I just bought Wasted Years. I love that record. That's a good I record. Just got that on vinyl. Um, what else? I just bought, uh, I bought Metallica, Master Puppets on vinyl. It's a great album. Um, so good. So good. But most of the bands that I listen to are like, um, well, new stuff. I Have you have you heard the new uh, Yellow Card? Amazing. So good. Love yeah. that too. Um what else? I'm still listening to all the old stuff. I still throw on like the Sperm Birds or Attitude Adjustment or Life Sentence. Yeah. I still listen to all that stuff. I was just started listening more to Seven Seconds because we covered one of their songs. So yeah. I put the record back on. And I was like, man, this record's so good. There's um, a band called uh, Making Friends. You got to check out. Making Friends. Is that is that Tony from Municipal Waste? Uh, I'm not too sure. Hold on. I can Google that right now. Making friends, I, I recognize that because Tony has a punk band, the singer from Municipal Waste, and it's, I think it might be Making Friends or something. Friend, no friends, maybe. No, actually, I think it's No Friends. No friends, yeah. Okay, this band's called Making Friends. It's like a skate punk band. Uh, they have nice. a bunch. Their new album's fucking killer. Um, what else am I listening right now? What what label are they on? Do you know? No, I gotta fucking look right now. Here's a good band for it if you haven't heard it. TMX. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're yep. they're, I love, they're Scottish. They're yep. out of uh, I think like something like oh, I can't remember now. What, what I think they're out of like Dundee or something. In yeah, Scotland. it's weird because you listen to them and you're like you can't hear an accent. They don't oh, sound dude. Scottish okay, so I fucking I did a podcast. Do you know the band Krang at all? I've heard of them. I think. Okay, so they're from the Czech Republic. Okay, and so okay. me being myself, um, 
DMing this band, I'm like, and they're responding in English. I'm like, okay, I'm guessing their English is pretty good, right? It's probably it's it's a good podcast, but there's so much language barrier there. It's right. like, but um, that's what I mean. Is like even like uh, you know the band One Hidden Frame. They're from Finland. They, they sound exactly like Propagandi. Yeah, they're on the podcast in January. Nice. Um, yeah, man. Um, but ask, that's ask them if they, ask them if they're imitating propaganda there like it's crazy how much they sound like propaganda it's insane how much they sound like propaganda it's and don't get me wrong yeah. like whatever like i'm not gonna sit there and like i still i think their their first song is fucking crazy cool um they're, they're from like finland aren't they yeah they're finland yeah yeah so yeah. i have to research to see if they actually can speak like can hold a conversation because the one the one the one podcast i would crank it was like 20 minutes and it was like I don't know. I can't even listen to it. It's good. Like they're good guys or whatever, but they named, uh, yeah. named their band after, uh, the villain from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, Shredder. No, Krang, the brain. Oh, Krang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krang, right. Yep. There you go. Um, yeah. what else? What's, uh, I'm also, the new Belvedere record's fucking amazing. Yep. I like everything Belvedere's doing. Yeah. They're super talented band. Yeah. Love we, that they're Canadian. We saw, actually, we were in Toronto. We saw the Mad Caddies, Belvedere, nice. and Cigar. Yes, I remember hearing about that show. I never went. That was at Lee's Palace. Yeah, so if you're if you're in the area, I think it's in March. Uh, Lagwagon's coming with Cigar. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I went, The last show I went to was Lagwagon. I saw them just recently in Toronto. It was okay. I mean, Lagwagon at one time... 95, whenever Trash came out, they were my favorite band. The first record I heard back then, like I still have my Doug Tour shirt yeah. back in 90, I can't even remember what year that was, 94, 93, but, yeah. um, but now like I, I'm not as much into their new stuff. I still love when they play stuff off Trash, trash and Duh, but yeah. I'm, uh, I, liked, I liked them better back then. I liked them better with um, the older members. Yeah, me too. Like, I like uh, Making Friends. That's the album, right? Uh, yeah, that's one of the records. Yeah. yeah, that's probably I like Trash and then that album and then after that, I guess like a couple of singles off the newer stuff. I like Joey Cave's I, solo stuff too, though. Um, none, none of their new stuff. Like even you saying making friends. Like in my head, I'm like that sounds like a no no our no fun at all. Not no fun at all. Uh, that sounds like a no use for name record making friends but not no I, I think I, you're I, right no you're right I, it I, is a noise for name record i'm an idiot yeah i yeah. uh but like i said i i don't really listen to any of their new stuff i like i, I like three records by Lagwag. i like duh trashed and um hoss and then after that it just kind of went downhill for me yeah i'm, I'm the same way too i'm, I'm like that yeah. too like i like what's the one fuck me man what's it called i gotta google it sorry i'm fucking fucking around what, here the, 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 it's, it's got the girl in the front of it it's not double platinum is it no that's a fucking dipshit album dude yeah it's the same with no effects i love no effects yeah so do i we we got lucky we saw no effects play at the trasheteria in guelph yeah to like it was the i believe it was the rib well it was they had the rib tour shirt selling but I can't remember if that was just old stock. But anyways, yeah, they played the trash. Me and Kev James. And Let's talk about people. feelings. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I never got into it. No, I never spent any time really listening. I mean, I know I would have, I don't can't remember what year it came out, but well, I you and I are what five years apart, six years apart. What are you now? 40. My age? Yeah. 48. Yeah. See, I'm 42. Yeah. Okay. So, but that, that was the benefit of having a shop was just all day. You could just throw records on and be like, oh, oh, I know. check this out. Right? You know what I mean? Just stand there and listening to listening to music and stuff and hearing and finding bands. Yeah. Cool. So you're talking about No Effects in Guelph? So yeah, No Effects. We went down. No Effects. Uh, they played the trash, and it was No Effects, and they opened for Daglo Abortions. What? And we went, we, yeah, it was insane. There was like again, I my, my memory is not very good, but I swear there was like thirty people there. So I think it was uh, before the pan. It was before the pandemic, probably about three years or four years before the pandemic. Um, I was in Guelph and I was just on a going for beers with my buddy on a Sunday, and I walked by um, Van Gogh's ear, and I saw I saw the sign. It said SNFU live tonight, (laughs) and and I was like, like I was half cut too. So I'm like, okay, that's not making any sense. So then I'll walk into look at the security guard. I'm like, is SNFU playing here tonight? He's like, yeah, in one hour. I'm like, is, is it sold out? He's like, no, there's only 15 people here. I'm like, I'm here now. Let's go. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, man, that's a nice show to stumble on. Holy oh, crap. Oh, yeah, they played right off the floor, too. Nice. Yeah, SNFU, oh, man, one of the best ever Canadian bands. Top three. Yeah, yeah, no, they're definitely up there. I, I don't know. That's, that's tough to, to put together like a top five list, but they are definitely in it. Well, so is no means no too, though. Yeah, I, I never got into them. Corey, no. Corey always was a big no means no fan. I never yeah. got into them. But uh, yeah, Propaganda's in there. Propaganda's uh, my number one. Propaganda, yeah, Belvedere. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, Propaganda, sure. Belvedere, I said a few. There you go. Yeah, yeah but, that's a good top three. That's all you need. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of good Canadian bands right now. Though. I think yeah. there's a lot of good stuff coming out from uh, Western Canada right now, like the skate punk scene out there. Um, so we did yeah. a podcast with uh, one of us, and so they put us on the guest list. So it's the Mad Caddies, Belvedere, one of us, and some other band too. That's in March. You know what record is absolutely insane is um, the second Brutal Youth record. Really, you fucking um, amazing, dude. Oh my god, they're so good. When I heard that record, I'm like, what? These guys are Canadian? Yeah. Like, this record is epic. I can't remember what the record's called right now, which kind of sucks, but. Oh, I got my uh, my laptop <laughs> so open. Hold on. So good. No, it's. So, so good. Brutal Youth is just, fucking. Yeah, they're. And I also love that they're from out east. <laughs> they're all newfies. Oh, I know, yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. What's the second yeah. one? Uh, Spill Your Guts? Is that what it's called? Is uh, that the second one? Yeah, 2015. Okay, yeah, that's the one then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that amazing record. Yeah, that, that that for me is up there with, like, top Canadian punk albums. Yeah. Yeah, I no, love it's, it. I love it. That's, Reminds me of Kid Dynamite a lot. Yeah, that's fair. I, I get that for sure, too. What do you, yeah. uh, are you going to see no effects on their uh, tour in no. Canada? No. 100% no. 100% no? No. I, the, the last time I saw them, I was so pissed. They showed up. 
they played a Friday and a Saturday night, and they played the Saturday. And they, my friend Mike comes on stage, and he's like, too bad you guys didn't come last night because we played all the hits. He's like, tonight we're just going to play all the B-sides. And then laughs, and then they continue to play fucking a full set of shit I didn't like. <laughs> like nothing, they played, they played nothing, they, none, like nothing. Yeah. Off, like none of none of their none of their good shit. Like it was all B side, just shit. Like I remember saying it, and then after the set, I was like, I'm never paying to see them. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. I don't know. I guess he thought it was funny, but. I think a lot of people that night left being like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, so uh, I think I would just go for the opening bands too because there's a lot of good opening bands. It's two nights. I know they haven't got the set list. I think it's like Get oh. Dead. Uh, it's probably, I don't know, everyone off of Fat. Um, is it Toronto? Yeah, there's two dates back to back. So what they're doing oh, is nice. they're playing uh, So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes. Nice. Front that's to back. Uh, that's yeah. my favorite record by them. Oh, so, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing too is I have, I've had this conversation with people before. No effects is good, but they've released a lot of bullshit though. So like, much, so much shit. Yeah, that split they did with Frank. Uh, Frank Turner. Uh, yeah, like it just—it's terrible. I like his songs, but the No Effects stuff is just garbage. Yeah. Like, not their, it's not their songs, but. They have pumped out so much rubbish <laughs> over the years. Rubbish. What's your favorite yeah. NoFX album of all time? That's tough. Probably Rip, but the one... Uh, Rip's no my effect, second. Uh, so Long. So Long is amazing. Uh, I even like Warren Arism. I like... Yeah, that's good album. SNM Hourlines. Like, they have... They put out some serious good shit back in the day. Yeah, I think... It just went, went to hell. I think Rip, I would go... So long, thanks for all the shoes, ribbed, and uh, uh, I wanted, yeah, I'll go SM Airlines. I was going to go liberal animation, but. Yeah, that's one record that I never super got into as well. I remember, I still have the poster for that record. I have no idea how I got it, but I never, I wasn't a huge fan on that one for some reason. I don't know, it just never clicked with me. Well, all the newer stuff they released too is kind of. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I could bitch about Fat Mike fucking for two hours. Yeah, he's, he's an idiot. I well, just want to go down to that. Like, I really want to go to that punk museum down in Vegas. Yeah. That would be cool. It's run by nubs. Yeah, I heard that. And they always do, like, uh, there's always two live shows there a night. Oh, nice. I yeah. I think Jennifer and I are going to go down there on our uh, honeymoon. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That would be, like, I, I would love to go. I watched a little... I can't remember what it was. It was almost like a little documentary on on it. Oh, it's really? On YouTube, I think. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. I'd love to go. I think the drummer from from Real Effects, I think he might be like a, a tour guide for it. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, it's run by Nubs. Yeah, no, uh, what do you call it? Uh, even when Fat Mike did uh, his Koki so the Clown thing, that thing was the biggest yeah. pile of fucking garbage. Totally garbage <laughs> like garbage i i listened to it i didn't even get through all of it i got to track five or four i'm like this is this needs to fucking go away yeah same like i listened to it but i'm like no like i, I exact same opinion i was like this is not good at all no so i'm gonna i'm gonna take this out because i'm good <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna skip so, skip all this and apparently he's yeah. doing um He's doing a, a string orchestra of no effects songs. 
that could be interesting. I don't, I don't know. Mikel, Metallica did it. Metallica's uh, SM Airlines is a good album. Yeah. Is that what they're doing? No, uh, sorry, no, sorry. Metallica when they did. Uh, uh, Metallica Why? when they. No, Metallica did. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the uh, orchestra record. What was that called? The orchestra record. Oh, fuck. I have no idea. Oh, you know what I'm talking about, though? No, I don't. Is it a newer record? Like fucking 15 years ago. Yeah, but is it new material or did they go back and play stuff from like Kill 'em All? They just play stuff from Kill 'em All and stuff like that. What the fuck's it called? Oh, nice. I, I, I honestly have not heard it. Oh, really? I haven't heard it. Have you ever seen Metallica? Yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're good live. Fucking amazing. It was uh, 2000, it was uh, the year 2000. Remember Giacomo? Remember that dude that used to work in the hot deli in Zares? He used to always, he used to always oh, sit. Yes, yeah, I do, I do. So him and I, what's that? Italian guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. So him and I uh, rode down for New Year's Eve '99. Nice. And it was Metallica, Seven Dust, Kid Rock, and Ted Nugent. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we were there for Metallica. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> the other ones we weren't really there for. Uh, Kid Rock's yeah, a big pile ones. of shit, too. I remember seeing Metallica at the CNE, and I remember during the opening bands, I think Warrant played. Um, I can't remember who else, but I remember during the Warrant set, there was this wasted chick in front of us, like a couple rows up, and she just kept yelling over and over throughout the whole set, just Metallica! Metallica was so, so annoying. But yeah, it was good. They were amazing. I've seen them a couple times now. I remember I, the Black Tour, I, I saw them twice. How many times have you seen them? Uh, probably like seven or eight times, I think. Yeah, I, I saw them twice on the Black Tour. Uh, we went to the Hamilton show and the Toronto show. I don't know why we did that, but we were just we were down with that record at the time. Um, oh yeah, so Metallica, yeah. Metallica's uh, what do you call it? Uh, symphony albums called S and M. S and M. Okay. I'm surprised you haven't heard I it. Haven't, I haven't heard it. No. It's good. I like it. It's all right. Um, I've seen Slayer a bunch of times too, though. Same. Yeah, I've seen Slayer yeah. maybe three times, maybe. Yeah. I never got kicked out of kicked out of one show. I was too drunk. It's probably one of my favorite shows I've seen. It was uh, Sick of It All opening up for uh, Slayer. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Were you yeah, at that Sick show? Is, uh, I, honestly, I can't remember. I've seen Sick of It All a bunch of times. They were one of the first punk bands i ever seen. Well, Sick of All is amazing. I saw them uh, with Cap James, actually, in 1990. We, they, they opened up for DRI at the Concert Hall in Toronto. It was, I remember it was like February 1990. Yeah, Jennifer just right. walked in the door from doing laundry. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, no? Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. Um, so you're going to be doing some more stuff, too, yeah? That's the plan. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I was talking maybe do... Well, I brought this up to Kev, maybe do a cover band, but do old stuff, like, you know, all the stuff that we liked back in the day, like old Bad Religion, Life Sentence, um, do some SNFU and stuff, and, and then mix in some, maybe maybe um, some originals and stuff, or just find a really good front man, like a front man that, you know, I'm thinking like Ray Capo styles, um, just jumping around like crazy, super energetic, you know, super good with the crowd, just just focus on singing um, that style of singer and then do, like I said before, something kind of like a mix between 
Gorilla Biscuits Kid Dynamite or something along those lines. Something that no one's really doing right now. Even maybe like a style like Instead or something like like a straight edge hardcore band kind of a thing. Like no one's really in Ontario doing that that I can think of. Yeah. Um, so something like that. That's kind of my vision on what I'd like to do, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah, for sure. No, it's anything, dude, anything you do is fucking amazing. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, even the store, yours truly, Five Knuckle, like, you and Corey, like, when you, when you got the, uh, our new cat right now, Mr. Martini, is losing, is meowing. I can hear him, yeah. 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 So. He's agreeing with you. Yeah, well, that's what he's saying. He's like, yeah, keep this guy on the phone. He's all right. So we, um, so we got uh, one cat's called Olive, the other one's Pimento, and the other one's Mr. Martini. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is, so. that, so that's the name, that's where the, is that where the name came from for the show? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's where the name. So what happened was like we, uh, we had Olive and we had Pimento. And then after when I sat there and we did the show and I had Paul Livingston do the art, um, yeah. then I was, we were at Jen's work. Uh, she's like, these are two cats that need homes, like two kittens. And so I said, sure. We went out there. I'm like, if we find one, we can take it. And then I held him. I'm like, all right, let's go. So we got him when he was only four weeks. Nice. Yeah, so he's uh, he was just a baby. Now he's a kitten. Now he's actually sitting in the fucking plants right now. Wicked right on. So were they just strays kind of behind John's work? No, the one was, uh, Mr. Martini was uh, Pimento. We adopted her, and then uh, Jen got Olive in, uh, I'm going to say, a while ago from the Humane Society. So. Nice. Yeah, man, do you have any cats and dogs? Uh, we had a dog, man. He's a nut job. His name's Tigger. He's a, a French bulldog. Oh, yeah? Um, super high-strung, like, like ridiculously high-strung, where... He can't even walk up, to be honest. It's like he's just so triggered by other dogs. It's it sucks. We've done. I mean, we had him in two years of training, and it's still he's still in that job. Yeah, he, <laughs> he pulls like. So we our our new neighbor has a dog. He's a big dog. He's Chewy, because the the owner of the house is a huge Star Wars fan, and he yeah. loves after Chewbacca, which That's... is cool. Like, I mean, again, same. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, um, so me too. that was like that was. But the fence, the problem is the fence at the bottom, there's like a gap where Tigger, my dog, is able to stick his head under. Yeah. So every every time, if they go out at the same time, it's like absolute chaos. Because <laughs> my dog turns into like Johnny from The Shining. He's just sticking his head under there like, just like a nut job. And he's got cut up before. I, I don't know if Chewie actually was just living up to his name and got him. Or if it's the fence, when he because he's going under the fence super aggressive, like. But uh, so yeah, I actually I just built extra fencing yesterday to put along to stop him doing that because, okay, absolute chaos when it when it kicks off. Is like, it? People are running out of the house to, to stop it. <laughs> it's, it's it's insane. It's like amazing. there was one morning, I let Tigger out because I always check to see if Chewie's out there, and then all of a sudden Joel, the neighbor, just let Chewie out, and there was chaos. And we both come running out, and I got my dog, and who grabbed his, and then we were both walking in, and I was like, good morning. <laughs> and it was, it was, yeah, just, just r- r- ridiculous. I love him to death. He's just a nut. That's all right. Yeah, we, um, Mr. Martini's a bit of a, um, he's, yeah, he's a bit of a nut. Uh, we have a laser pointer, and yeah. so, uh, 
Every time he hears the fucking key jangle, jingling jangling, his fucking yeah. ears go up and he runs into the living room like, where's the fucking red light? Let's go. <laughs> He's ready to roll. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, 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 I, I did have a cat in the past and we did the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah, yeah, they totally loved it. The, the red pen. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Uh, we're, uh, it was I, nice talking to you again. Yeah, man. I got one question for you, and I'm always looking forward. I was looking forward to Corey's answer too, but uh, Stones or Beatles? Oh, 100 percent the Beatles. There you 100%. go. There you yeah. go. Let the, actually, fun, fun little thing about the Beatles is the first concert my mom ever went to. She saw the Beatles. She brings it up, you know, a little bit here and there. But she's like, "Yeah, the first concert I ever seen was the Beatles when I was a kid." Because she was she was born and raised in Northern Ireland, so yep. they were just just across the water there. But she, I'm I'm a huge Beatles fan. My daughter's a huge Beatles fan. My wife's a huge Beatles fan. I, I was never a huge Rolling Stones fan. No, I I don't know. Whatever, like the stuff in the '60s and the '70s, it's fine. Whatever. I don't like. I think they just should stop. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever, but I don't know. Like, the Stones should stop playing. Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that video? Just have you seen that video where it's it's a it's a Rolling Stones video from like I think it was like late seventies, early eighties, but they removed the music, and it's just him dancing and walking around, and there's like some like grunts and stuff coming from. It's funny, man. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> send it it's, to me. On, send it to me on Facebook. Yeah, I'll try to find it again. Like I, I it made me laugh, anyways. Yeah. yeah. He just—he looks like a he looks like a basically a nut job dancing around because he's so lanky and he's got weird moves and stuff, and he's amazing a grunt coming from him. Yeah, pretty cool. Grunt. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, buddy. That's a that's a good way to end it. Um. So looking forward to uh, new music, and um, next time you're in Ontario, we'll catch a show. Yeah, sounds good, man. I okay, buddy. It. I'll talk to you later, Sean. All right, cool. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. All right. See Bye. You.